Hello, hello. Morning, folks. Good to see you. A few of you are up early, as always. James in the house. How are you, mate? Got Aaron there, too. Jeff, good to see you, mate. Alison, good morning. Got uh, Kelly there. And we got Mick. How are you, Mick? I think we're catching up today, isn't it, Mick? Catching up today, Mick. All right. Hope you're all well, team. Great to see you. Thanks for joining. Do the warm-ups while uh, things are getting going. Jason Witten's my name. As you might already know. But if you're new, say hello. Let us know in the chat where you are, where you're from, those sorts of things. Give us a shout-out. Say a quick... um, Say a quick something, anyway, um, wherever you are. Uh, we've got uh, Lorelli and um, <laughs> there's Deb all the way from Newey and uh, whoever a few of the Facebook users are. Morning to you and uh, Debbie. Howdy, team. Anyway, there you go, folks. A few of you online, which is awesome. Thanks for joining me for this. Weird and wonderful thing we do each morning, Wealth Coffee Chat. I've been a property investor well over 20 years and uh, done a few things. In the mornings, we get together, have a little coffee, have a little yarn, have a little chat about the idea of property investing and, uh, you know, staying on track. That's the idea. So welcome along. Welcome along. Thought today we might talk about a little bit of something um, about debt. Hey, yesterday, what was the good news yesterday? Well, uh, tentative good news anyway. What happened yesterday? Oh, what didn't happen yesterday? Folks, put it in the chat. What did not happen yesterday when it, come to, when it comes to the world of lending, borrowing, interest rates, cash, the cash rate did not go up. The RBA on hold. Good news, three months in a row. Um, so I reckon, uh, you know, the idea, the thought in and around the general marketplace, folks, is that uh, she'll hold here for a little bit. There might be a, a rude one last punch in the face, depending on what happens with the inf- in, uh, inflation. And then sometime early 24, team folks, telling you, it's playing out. Nothing from Dan. <laughs> well, hopefully he gets kicked out anyway. Um, listen. As it's playing out, 2024, interest rates will uh, reduce, if not beforehand, depending on what uh, what mayhem, you know, uh, rolls out in this next six months, the Dan Andrews of the like. And, folks, uh, we will be kicked off and kicked into the next significant property run from 24 onwards, folks. So for those who may have been sitting around, I'm in an R-ring, and you could be on a property deal. Don't muck around, telling you. But that's not what this morning's about anyway. I'll do one of those another time. This morning, I wanted to talk to everyone about the idea of good debt and bad debt. So uh, help me out this morning. I know a few of you uh, have seen this before, but it's always good to go back and uh, have a little review about the conversation about good debt and bad debt. And... um, You know, a lot of us uh, sometimes get convinced that paying principal and interest 
um, makes you wealthy. Now, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but what I'm going to say is depending on who you are, if you are an investor, let's say your mum and dad at home right now, you have no other interest in creating wealth in the future other than sticking with your plan, which is go to work. And um, this is not a shot. This is not a cheap shot. This is perfectly fine. If you're just going to go to work each day, you're happy with what you're doing, you're happy to pay your home off, you're happy to put a little bit of money in super and that's that's going to be the maximum of what you're up to, absolutely for sure, 100%, pay your home off as quick as you can. For the rest of us, for those who are on this call, that is actually not going to help you become wealthy. Matter of fact, paying off debt and specifically good debt, we're going to talk about that in a minute, even Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Paying off debt makes someone else wealthy, significantly wealthy. The wealthiest businesses in this country, or some of them, tell me, paying off good debt, investment debt, makes who wealthy? Folks, tell me who becomes wealthy when you pay off debt. Uh, Hey, good morning, Rodney. And we've got uh, Sunny. Morning to you. Uh, Innocent. Morning to you. Who becomes wealthy when you pay off debt, folks? Put that in the chat for me. Put that in the chat for me. All right, let's talk about bad debt. Yep, absolutely, 100%. The banks become wealthy when you pay off debt. And um, what what we're going to talk about today is the type of debt uh, that they become wealthy from. And this is where the sort of the the understanding needs to be sought out, okay? Right, let's talk about Let's talk about bad debt. Put it in the chat for me what you think bad debts are, the type of debts bad debts are. Now, let's describe what what this is first. A bad debt is this. A bad debt um, uh, creates no income. It has no tax deductions, right, deductions, uh, and it goes down, whatever it's used for, goes down in value or no increase in value, okay? All right? Yep, and we've got this. Okay, here we go. Car loans, okay? Let's let's test this. It bought a car. Uh, it has no income. Uh, it's got no tax deductions if you bought a car to drive around in, uh, and it goes down in value. Uh, lately, the cars have been going up in value, but, uh, you know, listen, Any debt that you aren't making income from, dead right, Rose, right? Car loans, you know, credit card, your credit card, you know, um, credit cards. You know, you end up buying furniture or clothing or things like that. Don't do it, folks. Bad debt, bad debt. This is the crack cocaine. Listen, I I say this to be a little bit offensive and up in your face. Like it is uh, an addiction. Bad debt is an addiction that the banks are happy to get you hooked on, folks. Happy to get you hooked on. Uh, bad debt is why most people end up poor. Most people end up retiring in a terrible financial situation because we are socialized uh, either directly or indirectly to think that bad debts are good. You know, get your car loan, get your credit card. You're, you've made it. You've made it if you can qualify for a credit card. I've heard this bullshit before. Oh, quickly, get a credit card as soon as you can because then you get a good credit rating. This is not America, folks. This is not America. This is Australia, and that's bullshit. Don't do it. Credit cards are hideous. 
They're crack cocaine for your financial health. Uh, once you get addicted to bad debts, that type of debt, um, it is very difficult to get off it. So don't start. And if you are in there, cut your bloody credit card up. Get rid of it. Car loans, credit card, anything that has no income, no tax deductions goes down in value. If you borrow money to buy those things, that is bad debt and it is a terrible idea. Terrible idea, folks. Terrible idea. Uh, For most of us, we should be using cash if we want to buy those things. Cash created, let's be honest, from an asset, which is a renewable income stream. We'll talk about that another day. So you get the gist, right? You don't want bad debts. They hold you back. We were doing this last night. We had a we had a bit of a catch-up a webinar last night. Bad debt. A $10,000 credit card reduces someone's ability to borrow 50,000 bucks, right? And you don't even need to have the credit card it could be at zero. The balance could be zero and your ability it, it reduces your ability to borrow $50,000 or more sometimes, folks. And that, that means you miss out on things that you might want to do, which is buy a good investment property. What's a good debt? Well, a good debt um, where you borrow money uh, brings in an income, so it creates an income. Uh, it goes up in value. Uh, value increases, so income, value, and often brings in some tax deductions. Now, tax deductions aren't uh, – the be all and end all here, but you know, it's good to have them if they're available. So income, value, tax deductions. All right. You know, a rental property, rental property. I like it. Property. Uh, debt that you you uh, qualify for to buy a property, fantastic, wonderful, lovely. Um uh, but this is where the uh, nuance comes in, folks. The nuance comes in with this stuff. You know, uh, good debt, bad debt. In the middle, kind of, there's this hybrid. Um, you know, this is rental properties. You know, other investments often. Um, you know, depending on whether you can borrow for um, shares or businesses or other things. You know, investments. Now, there are some very wealthy people around the world who say, "I never use any of my own cash for anything. I always borrow all the money." Uh, and there's some interesting truth and some facts around that when you analyze the numbers. In the middle, there's this kind of hybrid. There's this sort of, there's this debt in the middle, which is your principal place of residence, right? Uh, and it can swing each way. It can it can go one way or the other, your home, um, because it doesn't produce an income, right? And it doesn't have any tax deductions, right? Um, but it does go up in value, and it is a tax-deductible capital gain asset in the, in the future, so no capital gain. So quick question, how do you make your principal, how, do you, how does your principal place of residence become a good debt in comparison to maybe being a bad debt? Um, you know, you can, you can actually make that happen as well, okay? So the question is, you know, how do you do that uh, also? Use the equity. Boom, Tim, you're on it. And use the equity. There are there are very um, there are very 
good uh, techniques and strategies when it comes to use the equity to buy other assets, um, uh, you know, um, uh, equity recycling, you know, all sorts of stuff. So make sure you talk to your coaches and your teams to make sure that works. If you're not using the equity in your home, then um, it sits on the bad debt side. Okay, that's where it sits. If you're using the equity in your home, it sits on more on the good debt side because it's actively creating something for your future. Okay, good debts and bad debts. All right, so let's talk about this concept and let's dive into this process. Let's say, um, and let's analyze, let's say, one property. Okay, over time, you know, let's say from zero to 20 years. You want uh, that property to kind of look like that. It goes up in value. And depending on what we do, let's say the debt stays exactly the same. Um, And let's say the rents, okay, go up in value as well, right? So that's your rents. Um, This is your value. And this is your debt, right? Now, the traditional version of the world is this, where you go, oh, I want my debts to go down and I want to pay my debts off and um, that creates some value and some wealth in here. And, and, that, and the answer is that, is that is valid. It creates some value in here, creates some wealth in here. Um, but we can create that wealth in there without, uh, in a way, where we pay the debts or offset the debts uh, a bit better. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what this looks like uh, and how we go, all right? So I'm going to use the, the calculator, the spreadsheet, just to demonstrate some some conversations <clears throat> about if you go ahead and pay debt down, uh, you know, who's winning, who gets the most out of this debt reduction, principal and interest, and uh, who gets the least out of it, folks? as we go, right? So I just put into the calculator here. For those who are in our coaching and mentoring program, you guys will have seen this already. This is our calculator and you sit down with your coach, put together your portfolio, all right? And there's some calculators here that we use to do some tracking, do some forecasting, um, et cetera, et cetera. So let's say you purchased a property, call it 650. You're using equity to buy that property. There's some costs stamp duty, um, insurances, et cetera. Um, uh, you know, you've got some rates, insurance, yada, yada. Rent the property out. Now, over here, loan-to-value ratio, we're borrowing 105% because we're using some equity in our own home. That's smart. If you don't need to use the cash, then don't at this point in time. You've got some rent coming in, you know, and uh, has some um, has some people who are earning income in that family, We've got some depreciation and some growth. CPI, 3% over, over the long term, 3 to 4%. Um, average capital growth, 5%. The average has been 7 to 10%, depending on where you are. So we're being conservative. And the average rent growth, you know, anywhere between 3 and 4%. So put that in there. But um, um, put that in there and just uh, as you think about it, um, you can adjust those figures either way. But the point is this. Right, so let's go and have a look at this um, conversation here. Here's our property and it has how it's running over time, right? It's running over a period of time. We buy it today and uh, as we go through, 
we're looking at where does the principal go? So for the first five years, what do we do, team? Put it in the chat. You guys know the drill. As a minimum, for the first five years of a loan for most of us, especially investors, we put it on interest only. Doesn't mean um, we can't make an extra payment. Um, Tell me in the chat, interest only, but if we want to make an extra payment, where do we put it, team? Where do we put it? Interest only, boom, Tim. And if you want, if you've got extra money, if you've got extra payments, then you put it in the offset account, right? Offset or worst case scenario, redraw. But offset is a lot easier. Um, yeah, boom, Allison, away we go, right? So this is the concept. This is the idea. If you uh, if you weren't doing that, let's say you uh, were building up, and I'm just going to change down here. I'm just going to change this to PNI. I'm going to change that to PNI. Uh, and I'm going to change this to uh, 30. And let's have a look at the repayments, okay? So the annual interest, this is the loan down the bottom here, folks. If you stick with me, we'll, we'll, we'll work through this a little. So um, uh, if it was a principal and interest payment straight off the bat, then you'd make, you'd make um, you know, a pretty significant amount of payments here, $57,000 in payments, okay, which is you've got a principal repayment um, and you've got um, uh, not not cumulative, sorry, folks, um, the principal repayment and you've got the interest repayment, okay? So you pay for the principal and you pay for the interest, okay? So if you look at how much extra principal you're paying, over that five-year period, let's say whatever that might be, that adds up to a fair amount, fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Now, you don't. If you wanted to get that fifty or sixty thousand dollars back, if you paid that directly off the loan, if you paid it into the bank's uh, balance sheet, not your balance sheet, right? Then you have to ask for it back. You know, you have to go. Oh, can I have it back? You have to apply apply for a loan. You have to go jump through hoops. Um, and uh, you know that can be um, that can be you know a bit challenging sometimes depending on the situation. Imagine you know two years ago you qualified and today you don't qualify. Um, a lot of people have been caught in that situation uh, of late, where they had heaps of equity in their property, they didn't unlock it or lock that equity in access to it. You know two years ago, now the interest rates have gone up and they can't qualify to unlock that equity in their in their property. Okay. Um, so let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at what might happen um, if we change this back to interest only. Okay, put that to five. Oh, now that now there's a bug in the software. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, if we were to change that back to interest only, then we would be able to see the repayments. Interest is twenty five thousand dollars. 25 grand, the interest is the tax deductible portion, right, folks? If you pay principal, if you pay principal off a loan, so you pay more money throughout the year off of a loan, especially an um, investment loan, tell me, do you get a tax deduction on paying extra principal, right? Tell me in the chat, do you get a tax deduction on paying extra principal off the loan? Interest is a tax deductible principle no you don't right so what happens is this we get we get um we get uh uh convinced 
that we should as investors or maybe often we should um, not only uh, pay the interest, right? So the interest, so we pay the principal, um, which is extra money. So we don't get any, there's no tax deductions, no tax deductions on, um, yep, no tax deductions on the principal, right? So remember when we said what's a good debt and what's a bad debt? A good debt brings in the rent, it gets you a tax deduction, uh, and um, it grows in value. It grows in value. Now, if you were to now make extra payments on principal, the money that you're investing in that property, you're, not, you're no longer getting um, – well, you, you're putting money into the principal and you're not getting a tax deduction for it. So then you put money into the principal over here. You don't get a tax deduction uh, and it's not easily accessible, okay? So that's when, as investors, we need to be smart about what we're doing with our lending and our payments, all right? If you left that that uh, if you left that payment as interest only, if we go back here, if you left that payment as interest only, and we run that out for quite a while, so let's put that as interest only for twenty five years, right? So if we put that as interest only, what happens when we run that out over time, right? So if we go out to year twenty over here. Now, we've still got the balance, the same amount of loan that we owed, 685000 but our loan-to-value ratio has dropped because our values have gone up, okay? So we're still creating wealth. We might even have money sitting in an offset account, folks. We might even have money sitting in an offset account, still offsetting the amount um, that we pay when it comes to the interest, but... Um, you've still got access to your cash and your capital, right? So the point, probably the takeaway from today's chat is when we're looking at good debt versus bad debt, just be cognizant of if we end up in a place or a space where we think we're going to pay our debts off, make sure that you have a chat to your coach and make sure it's the right thing to do. How you're paying them off and when is really important. If you pay them off too early, you get locked up, you get caught with servicing, you get caught with access to capital, you get caught with cash flow. Often paying the debts off later, let's say down here, uh, might be a, a good tick in the place or space to do it. Anyway, there you go. Good debt, bad debt, make sure you understand the difference, folks. Okay, uh, that's it from me. I think um, we've gone well over today probably about uh, another 20, 30 minutes an hour to drill into that, to be honest, to get down to the nitty-gritty. But that's not what the Wealth Coffee Chats are about. The Wealth Coffee Chats are about simple, hopefully simple, uh, daily chats about what's going on. So there you go. The point is uh, be aware of paying down debts using principal and interest. Who's that making wealthy? And is that actually benefiting you? Is it benefiting you? Yes or no? You need to understand um, the impact of that and the timing of it needs to be right. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Um, 
Let's have another one tomorrow. If you're up for it, let me know. Let me know. Around about 10 past eight, we'll get together, talk a little bit of what's going on in the market. Until then, you guys take care. Remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes some time to get this thing done. So make sure you stick to the plan. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. See ya.